0: hey guys uh today on the podcast we're gonna hear from phil who is the writer of the newest hottest devotional at crestview bible church and uh, some reasons why he chose this uh this poem and so uh, listen in learn and enjoy the conversation
1: Welcome to the Flipside Podcast, where we explore the underbelly of Crestview Bible Church. My name is Andrew. I'm the host, joined as always by Luke and Phil. And we are heading into the Advent season that is leading up into Christmas. And Luke, you announced this week that we have an Advent devotional. I'll toss it over to you and you can give some details on that.
0: Yeah, I uh, was talking about this on Sunday and I was talking to some other people when we were bringing out this devotional. And I said, man, what? another devotional. It feels like there's, you know, we could go on a Christian bookstore and buy dozens of them. Why? why do we need to write another one? Um, to which I responded, well, uh, all of those people, uh, or all, all the other writers, they're just given to a random audience. They have no idea who you are. But here's one that's written. And as he is writing it, he's thinking of you, right? He's thinking of this church. So um, that's why we wanted to put out this devotional. Uh, Phil has got uh, decades of loving advent and studying advent and all things advent and it's like all right can we tap into a little bit of that knowledge of that advent so um it's 25 days going through the poem in the bleak midwinter i think i got it right this time that's right (laughs) um just taking it line by line phrase by phrase um each day is just a different part of it but um phil why Why this devotional? Why, uh, from your perspective, that's my my thinking why you wrote it um, and why I wanted you to write it, but from your own personal perspective, why did you write this devotional?
1: Right. It really came out of, um, I began it last year. So some people might follow me on social media and I think I posted something like, I've been working on this for 14 months and it's finally done. So I started in 2022 and, or 2022, yeah. And I, um, we, we just, you know, I had come off of that year and had three surgeries and then Meg had had a surgery and Andrew had had a surgery and I was feeling heavy coming into the Christmas season.
0: And a lot of things at the church level. Right. And so then on top of that,
1: just hurting people around me in church, you Mm -hmm. know, people that are coming every week. And it, it felt like at that time it was everything they could do to just come Mm -hmm. just to attend. Uh, they 're hurting, and so um in that uh, that 's all converging with the song in the bleak midwinter, so I was just thinking about the words that it has um that so if you 've heard the song version it 's kind of a somber song um uh it 's a poem though, and there 's five verses, usually all five of those verses are never in the song form
0: who Who sings the song <sighs> Mariah Carey no <laughs> Amy Grant
1: um. Probably. Do you know of any version of it, Andrew? I don't I'm I think Just there's one version. by uh not Brandon Lake. It's another Brandon.
0: Brandon, that's somebody.
1: Um but it it pops up like if you uh it's a kind of a classic traditional hymn. So like if you pull up the nine lessons and carols that they show on the BBC, you know, it's sometimes <laughs> been in there. Yeah. Um Christina Rossetti is the author of that. She lived in the nineteenth century so eighteen thirty to eighteen ninety four and she um kind of an anglo italian family she uh she was a christian she was a follower of christ and she's trying to wrestle through um for the the faith movement that she was involved in was really tied into um being passionate about jesus' second coming in particular. And so I think there's a lot of themes playing out in this short poem about suffering, about Jesus first coming, about Jesus second coming. And so um, as I kind of dip my toe in, would this idea work? That was kind of the led me into that. And the first, you know, I got probably a third of it done last year. And it's been on my to-do list every day this year. Like, if you look back over planners, you can see every day in the bottom corner, it's IBMW. Like, in the bleak midwinter, I've got to write this thing. And I just... I
0: always thought that was Institute for Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, but man. That's not
1: it at all. Um, So yeah, um, that's kind of the background, yeah. So uh, then the process I used is I just broke down, I wanted to do 25 days. So we've done seven day devotionals mm-hmm. um, for Advent, but most all the Advent devotional literature is 25 days. Um, some are even longer than that. And so I wanted to do, that was the challenge I said before me. Could I do 25 days? And there's five verses I could do five days on each verse. And so that got me going and I got through, you know, a couple of verses pretty quick and it was flying. So. Uh, that was the process and getting into it.
0: No, you could have kept going to Epiphany if you wanted to. (laughs) I could. Yeah.
1: The 12 days of Christmas, we could have done it all. Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah, But yeah. So this, this poem, it's, uh, what, what struck you about this poem? Um, why, why this poem? You you mentioned you went through a lot of suffering. What is the synopsis of the poem? Give us, give us a brief, uh, elevator speech on, uh, (laughs) what the poem is about i really
1: feel like these these first couple verses i mean it actually um i I feel like that first verse so in the bleak midwinter frosty wind made moan earth stood hard as iron water like a stone snow had fallen snow on snow snow on snow in the bleak midwinter long ago now obviously it probably didn't snow when jesus was born i mean this is kind of (laughs) really conjecture right uh it usually doesn't snow much in the middle east i guess i don't know um How close is it to the equator? Um, Close to snow. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I mean, maybe in the heights, like maybe in the hills. I mean, biblical writers seem to have some sense of snow. But, um, you know, it it would be rare for like Bethlehem or Jerusalem to probably get a snowstorm, you know, like something like we got. Uh, But I think that first verse is kind of just pounding. There's kind of a pounding, a hardness, snow, snow, snow. And you're just thinking about... um, I just feel like it's kind of the the raw blunt edge of life that's like that we're dealing with, and so right from there, then it goes right into like yeah, uh thinking of that of that God thinking about God in heaven, he can't be contained like he um he can't when he comes to rain, there's nothing that can stand in his way, and yet he did come as a baby in a stable. And that was Jesus. So that gets us through the first two verses. Um, I saw in the third verse, uh, it begins with enough. So there's a, uh, and then it repeats with enough. So there's, I, I took the theme there to be contentment. So with the fact that he's reigning. And then we got into the idea of worship because we have archangels and angels and cherubim and seraphim and his mother, all this worshiping. And then the response of that, this full orbed picture of worship from the Bible, that it's not just, like um a song or it's not just some um you know playing an instrument some specific thing like that it's really our whole life is meant to be worship Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where the song kind of ends so i think when you think about all that um like in in our own lives we suffer and yet god's reigning and yet he's come and identified with us in the suffering And so because we're resting in him, that gives us a sense of contentment, which leads us then into worship because he's our sufficiency and he's enough for us. That's what makes us content. And then that draws us out. Okay. So now how do I live in light of that? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the direction I went for the whole thing.
0: Sounds like you're slapping prosperity preachers across the face.
1: Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, And just Americans too.
0: Yeah, right. Well, Cause that's the American church. We just go, kind of, oh well. I mean, just get through the suffering because there's there's gonna be better days coming, right? right. Uh yeah. Well, what if there's not?
1: Yeah, and part of our faith is, yeah, it just might not be this right. this life, you know. <laughs> uh, there is better days coming, and we just want to look to Him and whatever that means, mm-hmm. you know. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that's the that's the gist of it. So that's kind of the synopsis, and um, kind of each day, each week, I guess, each five day period kind of pulls out those nuances.
0: Yeah. And so, why why this poem and not like a this is not inspired? I mean, we wouldn't say this is inspired, right? Right. This um, is not scripture. <laughs> so yeah. why why a poem and not just exegete the Bible? I mean, right. That's what our tradition is usually. Yeah. We're high on hey, we gotta preach the word in season, out of that's season. Right. And so, some people might be wondering, well, this is a bit sketchy. What are we doing here? Are we are we getting liberal or what's what's your sense with that? Yep. What would be your response to right. that?
1: Yeah, we are we're real liberal with God's mercy and grace because he's real liberal with it. Um, he just dispenses it all over the place. And so he's dispensed it in the words of this poem. And I think if you read this, you're going to see that I'm not necessarily holding those as the inspired part, but I'm using mm-hmm. those as a springboard to get us into what is inspired, to mm-hmm. what is the truth, uh, what we should be resting in. I think it's pointing to scriptural realities that are... Um, you know, helping us live a certain way.
0: I don't know if there's a, uh, a point in, or there's a day that goes by that you don't bring in a part of scripture. Right. Right.
1: right. That's right. So, um, you know, I think the, you know, reality is like, um, you know, we think about a lot of stuff around Advent that is not inspired. No yeah. nativity scene, no snow hymn that we sing of worship is inspired scripture. I mean, they're all just kind of embellishments that, that people have made based on scriptural truth. And so that's what I'm trying to do devotionally. I kind of had a pastoral direction that I needed to go. Uh, These words kind of gave us the impetus to get into the scriptures. And so I think you'll see, I think pretty much every day I'm driving you back to scripture Mm -hmm. to see some sort of truth. That's going to help you. So it's not a either or, but a both. And this is kind of a, I'm just kind of viewing this as a gift of God's common grace that we'd be able to step in and Mm -hmm. um, appreciate a poem like this written by a Christian sister um that that is helping us in our faith. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the gist of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just just like those hymns aren't inspired like yeah, right. uh no crying he makes. I uh, know. Yeah. I know you I know you yeah. love that line. Away in a
1: manger, little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes, like no, he was really a baby. He cried a lot and probably dirtied a lot of diapers just like everybody else. That's
0: that's too much. His, his swaddling
1: <laughs> cloths were dirty, <laughs> dirty had times. to be changed. <laughs> they had to be changed. He wasn't like Yeah, you know, so that's a whole different kind of heresy, but yeah. Um yeah, Jesus is fully God, fully man, so he would have cried. Yeah. I, there's another um there's another Christmas song that Oh yeah. The, the Mary, did you know? Yeah. An angel told me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right. Right. So of course she knew an angel told mm-hmm. her real clearly what was going on. You know, that was the, that was the reality. So, um, yeah. I mean, oh, but we appreciate all the songs. Like I love singing away in a manger. Mm-hmm. I love singing, you know, I think, you know, I love singing even, you know, I appreciate the song Mary, did you know, I think it's mm-hmm. getting at something like, um, and so in the same way, this is kind of something that, you know, the writers getting at something around the truth of Jesus coming that is helping us in our faith. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah.
0: So what do you want people to draw out of this yep. uh, at the end by day, day 25? Um, man, what, what do you, what effect do you want it to have on their lives?
1: Right. Uh, I feel like day 25 is maybe the worst <laughs> written devotional of the 25, but, oops, um, yeah, right. So, um, I think just, uh, you know, the hymn or this poem ends with, you know, what can I give him poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Give my heart. And so I think kind of like that hymn suggests, we know that God wants all of us. We know that he wants all that we are. I would hope that people would walk away from this, like more fully committed to give God their heart. And with that, um, just kind of working backwards, I think people that are going through a lot of hurt. So what it might be that the hurt during the holidays is you're just lonely. So you think of people that want to be married that aren't people that are widows or widowers in our body, Mm -hmm. people that maybe even are widows or widowers, but are missing loved ones that have passed away. The holidays bring, bring back all that hurt. Um, There's people that are going through tough relationships right now, tough workplaces. And so I want them to see that, even in the midst of that, God still wants them. He wants their heart. He He wants them to to draw near to Him. Um, I think um, there's there's huge elements of this, um, in the middle of this that are really just adoring Christ, denying Him. Um, you know, we kind of go into the throne room and Revelation and think about what that means. I think there's um, there's some glorious uh, passages that we're drawn to through this poem to to help us awe Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I think that elements there, which is always needed with Mm -hmm. Advent. Like we can get so caught up in so much other stuff. And I'm just wanting people to return to Christ and love him and, and focus on him. Um, yeah. And, and this contentment issue that lies right at the middle of this, um, you know, that's a, that's such a tough issue. Um, it's, um, we kind of have to distill that in life. You know, I, like, like people struggling to be content it's because there's something lacking Mm -hmm. in in their mind. And so getting them to that point, I I hope that there'd be like like Jeremiah Burroughs, a Puritan called it the rare jewel of Christian contentment. And I think it's because it's so unique that, um, that we step into that contentment, but if we could get there, if Christ would be enough for us, Mm -hmm. then I think it changes everything. And so obviously there's, all kinds of applications for Advent, and I'm not saying that you should teach your kids contentment by not buying <laughs> gifts for them or something. <laughs> no, um, but <clears throat> but with all the reality of life that we're struggling with, we we want them to find their contentment in Christ, and so even just steps that people can make mm-hmm. to help get there. So those are some uh, just outgrowths out of all this. Yeah, that's that I great. Think encourage people. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, we have this devotional that's be starting on December 1st. Uh, But then also this coming Sunday, we'll have a a little packet for families um, to kind of help them through the Advent season, um, helping them developing traditions around that. So we had been doing the uh, family dinner nights and we did that in September, October, and November. And then uh, this coming Wednesday, December 6th, uh, we thought should we do another family dinner night and then it was like ah it's it's just too hectic of a season and uh trying to get everything coordinated for that um it wouldn't it would just wouldn't serve people well so um rather than doing a whole family dinner night but we are, we do want to equip families yes. uh for that and so on Sunday there'll be a information not informational packet but just a, yeah. a little packet to Here's maybe ten or so um rhythms that you can do um ten simple things that you can do as a family yeah. um sometime throughout the month of december um so we're I'm pretty excited about that i um we want to create especially for the families um and intergenerational families we those of you with grandkids and uh those of you who are singles um to invest in your families as well um just to develop memories that man Christmas is about Christ. Um, yeah, right. and we want that when they, when the kids graduate from home and that's, that's the instinct that they have for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives, that it's, yeah. it's Christ and nothing else.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we, and we've talked to a good many people trying to get our list of 10 together. And, and a lot of people have told us, yeah, Christmas is the one time of the year that this works really well for our family. Mm-hmm. And so I just want, to encourage you to capitalize on this and, and to lean into the body that there are people who are trying to do things and practicing and, and do regular rhythms and ask them, you know, do mm-hmm. you have any special rhythms you do during Christmas to help your kids center on Christ? And I mean, we've done, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, I've tried so many different things across the years when my kids were younger, we did something, you know, when, when they're a little older, we've gotten something we've done things where we've tried to read the Christmas story on Christmas morning. Um, I think you were even saying that's kind of that was kind of your family's rhythm growing up. That you know, on Christmas morning, you would wake up and read the Christmas story. That was Mm -hmm. so even something just as simple as that. I mean, it's a
0: and I'm like, Dad, can you read this this in two times speed? I got the presents waiting for me.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So I mean, there's all kinds of. We're going to try to put some of those rhythms out there. So if you're new to that and just saying, "Oh, this seems real intimidating. How would I even begin?" We're going to try to give you some hands-on stuff to make that happen. But um, we, we just want to encourage you that this is a time where you can do this and there's lots of ways that you mm-hmm. can step into and uh, there's lots of resources available. So we're just going to try to connect you to some of those, uh, this coming Sunday. So, so I think we're, I think we're ready to wrap, but, uh, thanks for engaging me. I'm, I'm so, I hope you'll take advantage of this Advent devotional. So it's available at the information desk. Um, we, we also have an e-copy that is going to be on the website, so you can download that. We'll put, put, it, put it
0: in your notability and make all kinds of right. notes on there. There we go. We'll put
1: it into your e-news so you can download it and have that link. Because um, we just wanted to, I, I want Crestview to use it uh, mm-hmm. for her good. So my interest is not like being published somewhere in the world or, you know, being a New York Times bestseller with this. I just want to serve Crestview well. Oh, so, that's
0: why we were on the podcast. Right. Before.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if we could move like 500 pieces of product and I could get a penny of royalty for each of those, then... I could go have a Merry Christmas by buying a bag of candy at Dillard's, I guess. (laughs) So yeah, no, that's all good. But thanks so much for listening. We hope this has helped you and we'll see you next time on The Flip.